I'm just looking for purple planets right now. I should just fly it around and not not even like land unless it's purple. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I'm Mender's Logic. All right. Whenever right. I say my name, it's just like, I know because I usually <laughs> say something, but it's like, every once in a while, people need to know who I am. I'm super important around here. <laughs> we all say our real names and then you say your, your screen name. <laughs> I got to mix it up, dude. Keep them guessing. Just keep it fresh. Nice. And there's logic. What a strange name. Wow. All right. Well, yep. we are uh, half and half here. We got two out of the studio, two in the studio. And uh, this is how it's going to be for a bit, huh? Yep. This is how we're doing it now. I but mean, I think it's Chris, good. It. Chris is a person too, dude. So there's three out. Of <laughs> yeah. He's behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can just get right into it. It was, I, I don't even have anything for on the radar because it was a crazy week for me. So, you know, I work at the school district. This is the week that all the teachers came back. And then next week, all the students are coming back. So it was the first time I had to deal with that in this new position I'm in. And it was absolutely crazy. Honestly, not like, not crazier than it was when I worked at a site, but it didn't stop when I left the site like it used to. Like it just followed me. So been working mm. all week, been working all weekend. It's just been a lot. And that didn't leave too much time for gaming. Now, question, Bobby. Uh, I, I know you've pick, been picking up the extra bullshit work mm -hmm. uh, at work, probably to look like a superstar of Rise Quick, which is good. I like the strategy. Uh, work hard, play hard. Uh, but does all of those bullshit things like now intensify because now it's game time? You know what I mean? Like that. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them do. Like some of the stuff that I'm being trained on right now is like has nothing to do with like the opening of schools or anything like that. Um, so but then like the people that I'm working with and training with, I don't know if they understand like, look, I've got like like buildings literally on fire right now that I need to deal with. <laughs> so you know, we need to speed this up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, not literally on fire. I shouldn't yeah, use literally but, like that. But yeah, it, they might as well be because um, it's just, it's crazy. It's like everything all at once. All of uh, the time. Everything's a stat. So, you know, <laughs> they all must be, right? I have, it's very hard for me to like, um, <clears throat> know exactly what you're talking about so i'm gonna give you a more power to you bobby okay. look out there <laughs> do you have I, you don't have email at your job do you uh, no That's i, I was insane. thinking about this the other day wow. because somebody was like i forgot what they were saying something about forwarding or something and i thought about it and i was like i've probably sent under 200 emails my entire life hmm that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. That, that actually is really fucking crazy, man. That is Jeez. crazy. Didn't go to college. In high school, we didn't use email. And then, yeah, I've been. As before, for the email times. Yep. Man. I Truly to, I leaning into that Neanderthal. Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to smash. I just listened to uh, last week's episode. It was, it, it was a pretty good one, guys. Good job. Pat yourselves on the back. But, yeah, we just learned that, uh, Bobby is uh, articulate and refined, and I like to smash. <laughs> All right, so I have nothing. What do you guys have for On the Radar? Dude, it was a big week. Um, Gamescom happened, so a bunch of shit came down the pike. Um, the Steam has a dedicated Gamescom uh, button. You 
click on that and it's kind of, you know, what they've been doing with the game fest and stuff where they have like live streams that really aren't live most of the time. And uh, you could check out the game from the devs perspective, which is cool. Um, I kind of went down. I, I have a lot of gaming time until Saturday. So um, I did go down quite a few of these, but I'll keep it short uh, as much as I can. Um, Moonbreaker. Okay. I I remember now. I have a, I have a game for each of you. Not Chris, because he's not a real person. Uh, Moonbreaker is a um, turn-based tactics game with little miniatures. Uh, apparently, somebody that comes from a, a sci-fi universe by Brandon, some something or other. It, it's a thing. Sanderson. Somewhere. Yeah, it's a it's a thing Sanderson? somewhere. Um, but I, I really like the uh, graphics on this. It looks like you're playing with little toys, and. Um, this is for Nick because you can paint the miniatures in virtual. That, that's one of the big way, big thing selling points here. You kind of customize your uh, your army. And I wonder if I'm gonna like my hands are gonna shake as much as they do in the fucking game as they do in real life, dude. It's funny because your your hands probably aren't shaking all that much, but it because of what you're doing, it just it's magnified. No, kind yeah, of, no, that's yeah. what it is. Is it's there, like because everything's so tiny, just every little fucking yeah. tiny fuck up is a huge one. Is there like a wrist brace or something that like calms that shit? No, down? but there's like, I mean, there is, but it is, it's not really inducive. Like you get to paint in different ways. Regardless, it's just like if you shake, you shake, you know, try not to drink caffeine, relax, smoke a dube. Yeah. Something. Anyway. Oh, speaking of smoking dubes, now that you're out of the military, are you smoking dubes? I can't smoke in Georgia. Dude, yeah, it's one of those states that are like um, plant bad. It's a good thing you're going to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> anyway, I think it looks oh, cool, man. and then the miniature painting was uh, added. Plus, uh, you guys, I saw go. that too, and also thought of Nick when I saw that because I was watching a bit of it as well. The game, the game con, whatever, and uh, I was like, oh man, this looks really cool. I'm sure Nick will like this. I'm like, I feel like he already knows about it when it's literally like labeled as, you know, a tabletop game, just like Warhammer. I'm like, oh, Nick's Nick's about this. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I want to be the guy that anytime you guys hear the word Warhammer within like 10 words, you're like, oh yeah, Nick. (laughs) There you go. It's your legacy, dude. (laughs) I mean, it's consuming me. I'm learning things that I don't want to even learn anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's fine, dude. That's that's a like that's the thing about a legacy, right? And just like another legacy, Dune's a legacy. I want to hear about Dune Awakening because I almost put that on the radar, but I saw you had it, dude. It's Let's talk about I it. saw it and I immediately put it on the on the radar. Um, so it is a what they're calling an open world survival MMO. What that really means is it's like Counter Exiles. Um, so it's set in the Dune the Dune universe. <clears throat> Apparently there are NPCs and things like that that's going to be interacting and like currencies and stuff. To me, it kind of seems like it's going to try to act like Fallout seventy six, but not be executed like shit. Hopefully. Um, well, who, who's making it? Uh, Funcom. Okay. They made Conan Exiles. So did they also make Secret World? I think that was the name of this MMO back in the day. It wasn't very popular, but some people really liked it. Huh. I didn't know that. They've made enough. MM, like they've made enough to like keep the company going and they're landing on each one. So hopefully this one's uh, better than the other two. 
Ooh, I, it's already out, huh? No, it's not out. It's um. Oh, we're no, looking it's, at it's, it should be announced. Sorry. Yeah, it was think a, about Secret World. It was an MMO in modern day. Yeah, like, it was a modern day in MMO. urban. What? Yeah. My friend really like he loved it. He's like, this is the best shit ever. But I never got into it. Uh, it sounds like someone who someone who hasn't played WoW would say about an MMO. No, he was a, he was a master. Uh, actually, he, uh, he he had one of the top guilds in EverQuest. He was the leader of one of the top guilds, and then um, he did really well in in uh, WoW as well. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, we should talk to that guy. We should bring him on one day about guild leading and all that stuff. He had some crazy stories. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, Anywho. Yeah. I, I wonder uh, if those are in-game graphic, graphics. And because it looks like every screenshot is like a high-res picture. Yeah. It uh, looks it's, from the, it's from the cinematic trailer. So they just took screen caps from their cinematic trailer for their... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the release yeah. date is TBA. So this is so, pretty far out. It seems like it. That one, like this one, and the game that they released called Everywhere. Well, they didn't release it. They just released like a, tr- a teaser. I feel like it's yeah. It's just the classic like teaser to get people talking about it. But we're not really seeing how the fuck the game actually is played, how it looks when it's played, what's about it, things like that. So yeah, very far out. Um, Dune Awakening and. Uh, everywhere, because I don't know if have you guys seen that or heard that. I know I didn't put it on the on the radar. Sorry, but <laughs> um, is it another MMO there, by Funcom? No, it's uh, it's some. I don't even know if it's an MMO. It's like confusing because it's like it's meant to be played everywhere with multiple game styles. It seems like there is racing elements to it and third person like kind of shooter elements to it and like a story and sci fi. And they say that they just want it. It's supposed to be everywhere that you can play, and they want it to be played everywhere, which is beyond vague and also sounds Big Brother 1984 shit. So I don't know what we're going to have does. with that. Yeah. It really does. It's like Ready Player One shit, except merged with crypto bullshit. Like, it's like the yeah. worst application, probably, of, of that. But I guess we'll see. Hold on, Benjamin. Yeah, and I'm getting vibes that it's like Second Life, but the metaverse for Facebook. So that's, yeah, not very concerning. Although, wow, can you imagine, throwback to Second Life, could you imagine going to the crazy, like, sex dungeons and weird malls of free shit, but, like, it's you? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Oh, fucking Second Life. All right, that has nothing to do with the game that I put on the radar, which is... (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to start with SnowRunner. Uh I saw just a little bit of this. It is a a driving game. Um Captain Gummy, SoCom and Burn Division were playing it earlier today and yeah, it just was them. kind of hilarious. Um what's up? Oh, I uh, yeah, I saw that they were all streaming it at the same time last night. So I, I think uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, they're really into it. You uh you're like a massive truck hauling stuff and it's <laughs> It honestly, like, the way that it's designed, the maps, and the way that they have these, like, quests and shit, it it looks like Skyrim. Like, it looks like Skyrim, but you're in a big semi-truck just plowing through shit and grabbing things. (laughs) Um, So. There's, like, the American and the Euro Truck Simulator, which 
seems way more boring than this. Like this, at least you're trying to traverse over really difficult mm -hmm. terrain. And those, yeah. you're just on highways. It's like what we all do to get work every day. Well, this is another separate genre of games. There's been other games a lot like this, like Spin Tires and one other one that I can't remember, but heavily steeped in physics and all the things you take for granted in other games, you know, you're driving over rocks, mountains, hills, up a, up the side of a wall, whatever. But uh, these ones are like hyper realistic with everything. So it, um, that's like the challenge or the, the goal. Yeah. I mean, it looks challenging. It looks, yeah. Like I said, more, more involved than just yeah. driving down the highway. These are not for me. I played <laughs> a little bit of spin tires and I was like, no, <laughs> not in. Yeah. That. Well, it's just nice too. Cause you can play up to like, you can do solo or up to three friends and you kind of work together to finish and complete these different challenging missions of things that are all like steeped into like, yeah, off-roading experience and stuff like that. But for $30, I mean, I, I don't know. I personally probably wouldn't pay that. But at the same time, uh, the three dudes that were all playing it seemed to be having a fucking blast. So it's probably where the, they were having a great time. It was very funny to watch and kind of sit and listen in and watch them play a bit. So, yeah, yeah it came out May 17th, 2021. Captain Gummy's also playing uh, Spider-Man right now. So it's uh, you can pretty much and he's fighting between these two jumping back and forth. And I'm like. All right, no runners on a Spider-Man's level. Like, okay, I get it. All right, I mean that's basically <laughs> what I'm seeing here. But uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't play it either. But all I'm saying is, it looks more interesting the Euro Truck Simulator. Absolutely, for Definitely, I think for yeah. like driving around a truck, like it looks like a full-fledged game for the most part, you know, and very fun. So good, good for that. I actually have two sh two games for Bobby. One is called Movie House, Bobby. You like movies? You like simulation games? It's a sim about having a movie house, man. What's you, a movie house? Uh, this, don't they put movies together? Like a, oh, like a production? A production. Like a movie studio. studio. Yeah. Oh, like a, a studio. Okay. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's like you, a soundstage. Like you're running a soundstage. Yeah. I think usually a movie house kind of like they do small things and they keep it all in-house. And anyway. You you hire the talent, you do the script, you make the movie, you put it out. There you go. Bobby, it's your dream come true. <laughs> uh, maybe. Depends on how well they execute it. It's tough yeah. with, with sim games. Like, I got into those video game development ones and, like, got, got hooked on, I think it was Game Dev Tycoon, but, you know, after a while, it, they tend to get a little repetitive and... The, it doesn't matter what genre you put it in. After a while, you start to realize you're just doing the same thing. But it could be cool. It looks like they're covering every aspect here. So you have to create the movie posters and uh, finance everything by by gear. Yeah, that could be interesting. What uh, What's the price tag on it? Or do we have one? Fall no. 2022. There's a demo out, though. There is a demo. That's good okay. news. Yeah, I might check that out. I might play the demo. All right. The other one is Dead Island 2. Came out of nowhere. Who was expecting this? Um, very cool trailer, but they're kind of known for that. And, uh, yeah, this is kind of like if um, the other one, uh, De what's their other game? Dead um, Island? 
No. Uh, Dying Light. <laughs> Dying Light. Uh, Dying Light's more like the parkour serious one. This is definitely the more cartoony exploding heads uh, one, which I, I I love zombies. I've, I'll take zombies all day. Um, it's one of my favorite genres. I do like my zombies on slightly the more comical side um, of things. And so I'll, I'll always take something like this over uh, something that takes itself too seriously. Um, but you could, you definitely could take it too far. Uh, you can't, I'd like to be mediocre. Can't be too cartoony with my zombies. I'm very specific, but I, I, I do enjoy it all, but I'm not somebody that sits there like, can you believe I'm like, first of all, we're talking about zombies here. Yes, I can believe you're, you're giving them zombies. You got to let them, you know, have a little bit of creative license with that. But yeah, uh, you know, punching them in the head and pulling their brains out, stuff like that. Uh, graphics are great. I think they're using the exact same engine. Um, but yeah, uh, this looks good. And Bobby, you were a fan of Dead Island, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked all those games. Uh, what's the company that makes these? Deep Silver? Is that right? Dead Island, uh, Dying Light 1 and 2. Uh, no. Isn't that... Is it Quicksilver or Deep Silver? No. Uh, no Deep Silver. Yeah. It is. is it? Oh. Yeah. What? I, don't, I thought somebody else did Dying Light. Nicholas's brain works for once. <laughs> hey. But I, you know what I liked so much about Dead Island was that I think they kind of lost a little bit in Dying Light was um, the characters. So you had, you could play with up to four characters co-op. And I don't think they introduced that until later in Dying Light. Uh, like yeah, an expansion. It was late. But the characters were like one was a melee character and he was a rapper and he like sang this song at the beginning, like during the opening <laughs> credits, like it's it just, the game had such character. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, who do you voodoo? Yeah. Wait, just real quick. We know that dying light and, uh, this game dead Island are different developers. We know that, right? I guess we know that now. I, I got okay, confused. Cool, I thought cool. it was different developers. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, I thought that it was the same. But, um, yeah, because there's a lot of similarities. Uh, but, yeah. Well, who's the developer of Dying Light, then? That's uh, Tech Techland makes the Dying Tech Light. Land. Oh, yep. Okay, Techland, that's right. Yep. Yeah, it, the games are incredibly similar. I remember when I first played Dying Light, it was like, oh, my God, this is Dead Island. Like, I, I didn't realize it. It's got, you know, it's a little more serious, like you said, but it's got the same type of... Um, uh, system of getting weapons and upgrading them and crafting and the open world thing, like, oh, very, very similar. But, uh, yeah, man, I had a great time with uh, with all those games. Would you guys do good in a zombie apocalypse, you think? Probably not <laughs> no. anymore, man. <laughs> Why not? I'm out of anymore? shape as fuck, dude. I don't know, dude. Like, I just... <laughs> uh, I don't Probably know. Be I don't filler. think I got the energy <laughs> to deal with the zombies right now. Maybe when I was younger. Um, well, I think your starting position is pretty good. Like you're in a high rise. I feel like that would, that's one of the, with a heavy door, by the way, mm -hmm. I think as long as the water stays on and you'll, you'll be good for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but the question oh, but you have no food. is, yeah, I was going to say, how much soiling do you have in your <laughs> fridge that could sustain you? He's like, it doesn't expire. I have 4,000 servings. <laughs> oh, they, they do expire, but you know, it's funny. I'm actually not drinking soiling anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. Gave it up. He rediscovered flavor, everyone. Uh, well, I'm powered by the sun. 
They, they changed the formula like two years ago. And ever since then, it just, it hasn't been that great. Like I've had some like, like, I don't know how to say this, man, like gastrointestinal issues with it. It's been really weird. And I kind of shook it off. And then when I went to France for, and didn't have any for like two weeks, I'm like, dude, this is the best my, my stomach's ever felt. Oh. So I'm just going to keep rolling with this. Plus French food is a lot more healthy and a little more lean. So I think just in general, a lot of cheese too, that kind of stuffs you up. I wasn't like eating burritos and, you know, greasy Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. So I think that helped as well. But, Burritos have cheese. Yeah, dude. I just felt like so much better eating French food. This just in, having your entire diet come out of a plastic bottle, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, no, dude. It wasn't my entire diet. It was like less than half. Okay. I, I had it for breakfast <laughs> and I had like it whenever I was like hungry and I needed to like fill in the gap or something. But no, I, when I first started it, I was like, maybe I can do this all the time. And I get like lightheaded and I'm, no, this, this ain't working. But they do like advertise like that. No, not anymore. No? Oh. They used to. Their new slogan when they changed it was, um, it can't replace every meal, but it can replace any meal. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that was their new that's slogan. That's a really good fucking slogan, man. People wow. We like me, really we're just like, I'm just going to make this my whole diet and make it super simple. And then you found out real quick that that didn't work. So, Yeah. Trying to do the, uh, trying to eat uh, whole foods now, you know, fruits, vegetables, not a lot of processed stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I look in the mirror. I'm just like, damn, dude, I've like aged like a president. Like I just look <laughs> like shit. I think it's my work and like the stress. Yeah. And you're shit. burning yourself at both ends, yeah. man. Yeah, so. I think it's also the pandemic, dude. Cause like I looked around too and I was just like, why do I feel like everybody either, either I've reached the point now where I really am old. <laughs> Or, like, everybody just has aged from, like, the last three years, dude. There was a lot of stress in the last three years. Although, I'm also rounding 42, so that's, like, when it starts to go downhill. Yeah, big time. Yeah. (laughs) I love the the Tom Segura joke where he's like, Doc, I, I have all these fucking problems. You know, my back hurts. My dick doesn't work. All this other stuff. What do I do? He's like, welcome to the club. Yeah, you're 40. That's uh, yeah. uh, anyway, that slogan is better than my slogan, which is uh, any meal could be two meals <laughs> <laughs> or combine any two entrees to make one. Well, that's because Emilio, I think, you know, maybe it's the Neanderthal genetics just making a total amazing loop because you've ascended now like into a different <laughs> category of being able to eat. And speaking of that, this is a gaming podcast, so let's bring it back to On the Radar, but I put the ascent. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) And so anyway, uh, I have on mine, I played about an hour of it, I think, um, somewhere around the hour of it today. Uh, It's called The Ascent. It's a cyberpunk world solo or co-op. You can do remote play uh, action shooter RPG. It's a top down shooter. And it is just it is fucking fun. I feel like I'm playing uh, a great cyberpunk game with this right now they have actually a promotion going on until september 1st where it's 12 dollars uh it's absolutely worth 12 dollars i think it's 60 percent off so what you are is you are worth 12 dollars yeah I've it's played what this game. I, it's 100 worth 12 dollars i remember yeah, this 100 i've played absolutely this, i wouldn't say extensively but i've played hours of this game and days one wait till you get to the main city uh after Maybe like it. Uh, I think I told I said this about this game. It's the best cyberpunk city I've ever seen. 
Like I, it's beautiful. It's great. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just, I like how, uh, in a way, like it's not necessarily simple where, but it is in the sense that like, you're kind of moving around with a WASD and then you're aiming your gun with your mouse and you're just shooting shit. But at the same time, they have elements where you can hack things. You can use an augmented ability by hitting Q or R and it's kind of like your special ability. Um, there is a kind of Somewhat interesting, like, story there to start with, I feel. I mean, I don't feel like a, you're in a dystopian world as kind of like a corporate slave is, is super unique anymore. But, <laughs> um, but I do like where it's going, and, and so far I am intrigued, and so that's why I put it on my radar. But I'm looking forward to playing more of it, and I'll probably play more of it today. Guarantee it, for sure play at least another two hours days you're going to meet some characters that are really well acted and like i said the uh the city's great uh, it gets better for sure uh, and, it, yeah. and it starts off good yeah, I think it starts off good, and I like that you have uh, a lot of customization as well for a game, and it and it really does, like Recycled put in the chat, he said it looks like a future Diablo, and it kind of feels like a cyberpunk Diablo to me, at least in, in ways, like just with the uh, mobs and everything going through and um kind of mowing down them but i don't know i fought the first boss which truthfully i thought i don't know if he was the first boss i guess he was the first boss of like the tutorial or something yeah yeah, pretty much it was easy as fuck like (laughs) i mean you can launch grenades and things like that too which is really nice and helpful and i love that you can hit space bar and do kind of a roll like a barrel roll I love using evade tactics when I'm fighting things like that. And they add little things like to help the environment of just like explosive barrels and stuff that you can use and launch against these mobs. So I'm already really enjoying this game. The last thing on this that I'll say is um, it's very good on the Steam Deck. It's one of my favorite games on the Steam Deck. It plays very well. Uh, This seems like a perfect Steam Deck game, man. Yeah. This would be perfect. I don't know. The point Uh, seems so far away. It seems like the characters would be very, very small on such a small screen. Uh, it worked for me. It was pretty good. It was like one one of my best experiences on the Steam Deck. Um, I will say real quick to interrupt though. Um, if anybody did play it and is thinking about coming out, there was a new DLC and a patch that just came out as well, like on August 18th. And I know that that's part of why people have been getting, uh, back into it. It's called cyber heist. And I don't know much about it, but it seems neat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, they usually do that when some new DLC comes out, they lower the original costs and boost sales that way. Um, And then for days, so I had one for Nick, one for, two for Bobby, and I have one for you days. It's called Dim Day Red. Um, Not the best title, I don't think, but um, it reminds me a lot of that game that you loved so much and it had way too much reading in it for me what is that game um disco elysium disco elysium yeah it, it yeah. reminded me a lot of that game um and these guys are trying to simultaneously put out this video game and a tabletop rpg at the same time with the same mechanics i believe and so, uh, yeah, they're, you know, it's a pretty lofty goal. But, you know, if you have a good uh, mechanic system, why wouldn't it work for both? Especially if you're trying to do that. Uh, it, it probably would work out better than if you are trying to take something that exists and then adapting it for another game. If it's from the ground up, trying to do both, maybe maybe they'll both work. Uh, but anyway, yeah, right now I think we're seeing the character um, 
he's creating his character, so there's a lot of dice rolling, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, some of the stats are not your typical stats, a lot like Disco Elysium. So anyway, um, if the story's good, maybe Days might like it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Uh, last one, and this one's... Um, I'll just say it's for Chris, so he doesn't feel left out. <laughs> like a real boy. <laughs> um, uh, it's another Lego game, but it's not another Lego game. It's fantastic, guys. It's uh, they're doing a different form factor. It's great. Um, so this. Oh is, yeah, this is more like a um, action action uh, game, like a action adventure, and um, so you're playing through, and it's your typical like. I can't get past this obstacle without a whip. You go get the whip, that that kind of Zelda-ish stuff. Um, but you can also engineer your way out of uh, problems. So they, um, it's kind of like what you see in the regular Lego games. But what happens in those is you just walk up to a pile of Legos and you hold A and your guy throws it together. This one, you go into another game an engineering uh, part of the game and you put together things until you get what you need. Sometimes you might make a bridge. uh, uh, We just saw somebody make a helicopter, Uh, but there's not one way to make that helicopter. There's no like uh, hard uh, blueprint that you have to follow. You're just doing the best you can with what you have. So um, that's what made this game very interesting to me. Uh, I saw some guy streaming it. Um, It, I didn't see enough of this part. Like, I really want more that I want to fucking engineer my way out of a problem, and then five minutes or two minutes later, do it again. But this guy was having like long stretches of like five, ten minutes between them. So whatever, uh, that might just be that part of the game. But uh, it's great. It's making you a kid again. You know, you're uh, making putting late. Whoever got those kits like this is the pirate ship kit and just only made the pirate ship and then left it alone on a shelf no eventually you end up with a five thousand different legos all different colors you don't know what they uh, belong to and you just make shit out of those and that's what this is there are parts, seven like seven harry potters yeah. yes exactly exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are parts where you have to build something exactly. Uh, there was this part where there was a monkey statue, and you have to replicate the statue so that there's two, and then you turn them together, kind of like a you know, um, Indiana Jones type thing. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, it did look like you're uh, engineering your way out of problems. So I thought, yeah, cool. I like it. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for On the Radar. Let's talk about the games that we did play this week. Who wants to kick it off here? Uh, Days. Uh, We played Walkabout Mini Golf again. Um, I put it on because I had to tell the story that happened with Luna. That that was ridiculous. Like the chat. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, that was (laughs) fucking hilarious. This is this game's so much fun. Seriously, I think I think we'll still continue to talk about it, and I think the ability where it's just basically you're hanging out with your homies and like just it does feel like you're actually playing like mini golf with your friends and so that's awesome but yeah dude tell the story because the story's great it's such a good hang it's just a hang um so yeah so luna has no idea what i'm doing she she would have no idea what are you doing dad what are you doing and i'd be like estoy jugando but she doesn't understand that i'm playing she's Looks like you're standing in the middle of a room, doofus. So uh, 
I was like, me das un besito? Uh, can I have a get? Can I get a little kiss? As she, she always puts her forehead forward so I could kiss it. So I get down and I kiss her forehead, and uh, I put my goggles back on, only to realize that I was kicking or kissing Captain Gummy's fucking dick region. With, with and he, <laughs> so I stepped back up. He didn't position himself there. It just so happened that I fucking kissed his dick, stood up, and he was like, "Whoa, dude, what was that?" Because I did the, Mwah! you know, like <laughs> I really, I really, really genuine one. I really hammed it up here, guys. <laughs> the the odds of me getting right there, you know, it was fucking hilarious. The last thing you want to see when you're standing up is an another man's face like right what what are you what's going on here but yeah that's what happened that's part of what i think makes this game so fucking great is there were quite a few moments like that but that was definitely like the goddamn best one dude like that was that was very funny to watch and and to be a part of you know there was so many moments too where gummy and i because i think we we both hate gummies (laughs) we just kept like flying around fucking with each other (laughs) So it's just I don't know. It's such a such a good time. You guys were playing Quidditch, basically. You're flying around and just like giggling and stuff. We were playing Quidditch and and giggling and trying to like basically launch our um whatever our I can't think of the stupid the stick the golf club. What? There we go. The, the golf club at each other or through each other. And Can we talk about why there isn't a fucking Quidditch game in VR? There might be. Is know. there? I don't think it's a like a good game. I think it's good game for uh, for a story, you know. But it's not. I mean, the game itself really doesn't matter until somebody. You know what I mean? Like, there's points, but who cares? Because one player can just win the game at any time, and that's usually how the game ends. Why do we need all these other people? Let's just have two people chase the. Go- Never mind. I'm just <laughs> ranting. Yeah, I don't. Meanwhile, know. Leslie's planning your fucking death next time we see you. Now, <laughs> like, dude, Vivian is screaming Harry Potter as of yesterday. We like Leslie's like, you want to watch a movie called Harry Potter? And like, we showed her the movie, and she was like, Harry Potter, just super fucking loud. She's into it, dude. It's in her blood. I played Twitch in real life with like real real people. Wow. And they edited the rules so that the game makes way more sense. Like, if someone catches the snitch, the game does end. But then it's also just the first person to, like, 50 points or, or something. Um, and then each ball through the net is worth five. So you have these two really athletic players. And this humongous sumo wrestler-looking guy is um, is the snitch. And on his back, he has the balls that you have to grab. So he'll, like punch you and push you to the ground and like you can't get around them but if you are athletic and you do it then the game ends um but it's like a side game to the game that sounds exhausting <laughs> for the big guy dude i know it, it big, is yeah yeah who the fuck gets to play the big guy <laughs> how do you decide that i don't know they just find these huge giant people to play it's crazy <laughs> You, hey, you could watch videos on YouTube. There's like monsters. They're, they look like rugby players. A lot of the time, they're like old men with like I don't know, old man working strength, and they're just like smashing these. Honestly, most of fucking the game. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're kind of nerdy, right? They're not like your most athletic athletes. If they're playing, it's just a bunch of high school yeah, bullies that are ripped. Mike Bjergsen, been a snitch thirty five years. 
Oh, that's good. Uh, who's next? Wow. Wow. Um, I just wanted to bring this up super quick about Tarkov. Um, there was a big part of the game that no one really took a big interest in, but a lot of people are looking at now, especially days this kind of sticks out for you. There is now a co-op practice mode where you can either fight your friends or like explore all the maps and do stuff. Uh, none of the stuff stays with you. In the sense, like, uh, you go pick up, like, a bunch of loot and you take it out. It, it doesn't – you don't get that loot, but you do get a bunch of practice. And you can test out all your guns and stuff in that, too. So, yeah, just want to bring that up real quick. That's very uh, beginner-friendly. Cool. Yeah. So it sounds like – Yeah, me and my friends have like just been loot. dicking around. We've uh, put on the best armor in the game, which is, like, regulated to stop, like, 7.62 rounds. And uh, we're just bringing in, like, these little pea shooter pistols and shooting each other as much as we can. And uh, it's insane. All right. right. Um, This week I played Ring of Pain. This game was free on Epic recently. Might still be. I remember when this game came out. I remember seeing it, being aware of it, but never, never playing it. And it's a card battler game, but it's a different take on it. It's actually kind of hard to explain, so I'll do my best to explain how the game works. So instead of building your own deck and going out and fighting monsters with that, you're fighting against the deck. You are a character. You have stats like, you know, uh, defense, attack, speed, some other ones that are a little harder to explain. And there is a ring of cards in each room. And you can... You know, the card could be a chest, it could be a character that you have to fight, it could be like a piece of gear or, you know, something else. Um, So you can choose to attack or you can spin the cards, you can spin the circle so you go to the one to the right or to the left. Now, if you're fighting an enemy and you try to uh, pass and and spin to the right or the left on them, um, it does a stealth check and you may or may not uh, pass that. Um, but it's a really interesting concept. Like I haven't seen a game like this, so I was kind of excited to check it out and it was a lot harder than I expected, expected it to be. I did not make it very far. So as you go through these uh, rooms, um, it starts mapping it out as you go through each room and it maps it out in a circle. So I can kind of tell how far I'm getting by how much of a circle I make. And I haven't even made it halfway through yet. It is extremely challenging. I looked up a video on YouTube, like, what am, what am I doing wrong here? Like, I need some tips. And um, got some tips, helped out a little bit, but still not making a whole lot of progress with this game. It's actually very difficult. And of course, it's a roguelike. So you play the game, you unlock new gear. I don't think you're supposed to beat it right off the bat. I think you've got to play uh, unlock a bunch of achievements and get new gear. And then with that new gear, then you can, um, uh, then you'll have more chance of success. Pretty similar to inscription in that way where, you know, it's a roguelike card battler. So uh, yeah, uh, it's literally impossible to beat the game because you have to die, mm-hmm. um, in order to, uh, unlock some certain things. And that's how a lot of roguelites are, especially with the, the card battler ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the trouble I, I seem to have the most with, I think I just got to stop attacking the explosive guys because they do quite a bit of damage to me and you can't block or parry that. But if you kill one next to another enemy, it starts like this chain reaction and blows them up. Uh. Um, 
And it starts off, you know, there, there's a circle of cards, maybe there's like five of them or something. But as you get pretty deep into it, it becomes a very, a very big circle. And there's a lot of a lot of enemies there. And you have to really stress a lot of the strategy comes into knowing when to when to pass and when to move the cards and which direction to move them. So it's a it's a really interesting mechanic. Or if on a, like a, a certain run you just happen to get a lot of stealth, um, then maybe you could pass more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some items that drop that increase your stealth quite a bit. Or a one, I, I think they call them spells. They're like these one-time use things. Um, but one of them just makes your next three uh, stealth checks like a hundred percent. I see. So, and there's a goal. Like if you go all the way to the right, you win. All the way to the left, you win. Well, you have to go, you do this for each room. Like you have a circle of cards in each room. And then as you get deeper and deeper, there's more and more cards. And I like, I like the item system though. I think that's really interesting. Like you can get a helmet, a chest piece, legs, boots, like you can gear up your character and gear them, uh, in, in different ways to, um, find out what's what's more effective or what suits your play style so can you affect the deck at all can you take away cards add cards anything like that there are some spells or items that let you create a card or um like there's a there's a trap that'll just instantly yeah. do like 15 damage or freeze enemies there's a lot of mechanics yeah, so you could add cards to their deck like cards that are good for you um I don't know if you can actually add, you can kind of add cards. It doesn't really work quite like uh, uh, you think, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on in this game. I that's think interesting. It's, it's pretty good. It is just a lot more challenging than I expected. I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of want to continue to play it because I still feel like I don't get it. And that kind of frustrates me. Yeah, this is where you can see, if you go back to that last screenshot, you can see the, um, you know, in roguelites, there's always a map, right? Yeah. So this person has made it halfway through. Gotcha. This. So you see half a circle there. Dude, that's how exactly how I feel about inscription. Like I've gotten pretty far and I'm like, I still not exactly sure how to play this game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. At least for these games. I do kind of get tired of that when I see it in games where it's just like, no, you have to die a bunch of times and, and tell you. Uh, until you unlock these items. Because when I watched one of these YouTube videos with some tips, it said, go to, go to the like achievements page in the game, see what the achievements are and what you can earn. These are the ones you want to get. And one of them's like die 25 times. So just go to, go to level one and just get killed over and over again, 25 times. And then you unlock that. And it gives you this item. It doesn't give you the item, but it's like Bonnie of Isaac. Yeah. This item can now drop right. in the game, but it gives you this really good item that um, like gives you five health or something. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it, it starts to feel like, wow, at that point, just like go kill 10 boars. Uh, all right. You know, click, yeah. click, click, click. You know, it just starts feeling very perfunctory, but it's worse because you have to die to the boars 10 times. Yeah. As opposed. Yeah. I'm glad you reviewed this because it's always looked interesting to me, and now it's more interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, it's free on Epic. You might as well pick it up. And um, You know, I had the weirdest experience with the Epic Games launcher this week. It was running so slow. I've got a ton of free games. Like, I've gotten every single free game they've given away. They're still doing it, man. It's been years. I've got so many in there. And I don't know if that's what's causing it, but it was incredibly sluggish loading things. And I always forget how to uninstall games. Like, it's never... 
they put like a short list to the left where it shows like your installed games recently played. And I always try to like right click and do stuff with that. And I end up launching the game. And then I always like get the search messed up. I'm trying to search my library and then it all like searches the, the uh, store. And I got to remember, oh, I got to put it in the filter on the far right. I don't know. So you install these games and then you leave them there? No, no. Oh, I've only okay. got like four or five games installed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna Perfunctory. I'll be right back. Perfunctory. Are we looking up the, the definition of perfunctory? <laughs> no, I just thought it was uh, a very apt way to use a word I don't hear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I use that a lot when describing games. I don't know. I feel like I overuse that word. <laughs> All right. But Ring of Pain, yeah, worth checking out. Something new. What do you guys got? Man. Yeah, what do you got, Amanda? Well, the last thing I got is, I mean, realistically, I think the only game I truly played was Walkabout Golf uh, because I selected to put a little bit of some pictures up from the wrap-up. I called it the National Park Strava Wrap-Up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to, because I moved uh, up to Oakland, and now I'm in Oakland, California, uh, and... I went to Mirror Woods, where the Redwoods are, and then I went to Sequoia uh, National Park, and I drove up the Pacific Coastal Highway, the one or whatever everybody calls it, I don't know, through Big Sur, which was really fucking beautiful and cool. It was super foggy with, like, the marine layer going on, but it was uh, pretty pretty neat uh, still overall. It was pretty neat. <laughs> I caught myself straight up like looking at fucking mountains and buttes and being like, she's a butte. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not like walking around and be like, somebody's like, hey, that lady looks cool. All they just hear is, neato. And they yeah. just, all right, we're turning around here. Well, I am kind of being like that because I'd be like, wow, look at this bark. It's pretty neat. <laughs> and my friend started giving me shit. That's the, that's the funny part about it. I was like, yeah, I was naturally saying that shit and had no idea neat nature even fucking existed. I just, I am Daisy Decklebottom. That's that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> we have video proof that she did not discover the series right? until after. Uh, but dude, okay, so one of the things that I thought was the craziest with the trip, this two-week National Park extravaganza and shit that I did is uh, the some of the driving, like driving up to the Sequoia National Park was crazy. It was like super steep. We went up like 9,000 elevation straight just doing switchbacks up a mountain of driving. Did not hike it. I wouldn't be here if I hiked that. Um, but... Oof driving up to that dude yeah it was crazy and then it was just kind of like i felt i was sitting there and i was just being like why is it called sequoia national park when there's like no sequoias here and then you like get to the top and turn around a bed and it's just like oh it's like all fucking sequoia. and it's huge dude it's enormous like oh it was it was so epic and crazy because like one of those sequoia trees can the diameter of their trunk was like three lanes three or four lanes of traffic Yep. Like imagine that. It's so insane, man. So big. Um, so they've done uh, studies, like biological studies. They go up to the top of them and um, take um, they take samples of the local uh, biodiversity within that tree, and it can be completely unique. There could be creatures completely unique to that tree. And that's it. They don't. They don't live anywhere else. And then you go over five other tr trees over, and another different e 
ecology in that tree. That's how big the, their entire ecosystem in one tree. It's nuts. There's shrimp, there's shrimp, nest. shrimp in these trees. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, there's shrimp in the trees. Yeah, it's it, if if you ever go to California, go there. It's nice. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of really pretty pretty places in California. I I really really loved the Mirror Woods uh, Monument. That was really awesome. I did summit like a little 1900 elevation. Well, I don't think it's a mountain, but they did have a mountain home at the top that you climbed to. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was like the best part too, is to like be walking among redwood trees, which are much taller and older than I believe sequoias are, but they aren't as like, they're not as thick. So... <laughs> They're tall and old, but that was really amazing too because it definitely felt like you were in an entire like hall of elders almost, you know, like with just beings that you knew were older than yourself. In, uh, and like, you walk village. That's where you're at. It was you, amazing. You walk village, pretty much. Sort of yeah. I mean, that's where they filmed it. You ever been up there, Bobby? No. No. Yeah. No, we got to go on a camping trip. It's DLG amazing up there. Trip. It really, really is. And. To go from, like I said, being deep into the woods and under just the massive height of these super old trees like the redwoods and the smell of that and then hiking up the side of a mountain to then being at the canopy and at the top of it, watching the marine layer go over everything was just like crazy. It was awesome. Some cool hikes. They're pretty neat up here. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty neat. Yeah, that's all I got. What do you got, Amelia? (laughs) Um, I also have a Demio. I played that after I called Days. I was like, how do I play Demio? If they're the... She helped me through this. But I need more advice, Days. So um, I played VR. Tagloro and JP Diddy played uh, PC. And um, I felt like I was... Like, I, I put this video specifically because this guy's panning and he's moving all around. But when I played, there was only four perspectives I could pl- uh, go. Like, I could not, I definitely couldn't fly around the map like he's doing it. I tried all the buttons, all this stuff, but there was only like four preset views that I could use. And it was really shitty. Do you know? I think it's in the main settings that you go to. Oh, you have um, to change something? Yeah, I want to say that there's. A lot of the games have by default any kind of um, like teleporting or shifting, just almost like thinking of like panel moving ways of perception. perception. Um, I do know that a lot of games have settings where you can change it to being like free motion or something like that. They default to not doing that because that does tend to cause people to be more nauseous and like sick when they're playing. Um, but it is a setting that you should be able to do for sure. Um, otherwise I found that for me, like I kind of do like a swimming motion to like zoom into stuff and it's a little bit more like actual feeling and interactive than, uh, hitting buttons, you know, I didn't try that. I should, I should have tried swimming, (laughs) but, um, uh, let me get to my experience. Other than that, uh, it 100 play percent, uh, feels like. You're at your friend's house, and he has invested $3,000 in a tabletop game, and you're moving these little pieces around these awesome, like, that's what it, it's fucking dope. And not just that, the spell effects. So uh, the bard did his tornado, and the tornado goes up, like, 50 feet, 
Um, so that's up above, that's about your head height. So like I found myself having to look around this thing, but that wasn't shitty. Like I liked that. I was like, Oh, this thing's fucking awesome. Um, somebody else did call down like all these spears did an AOE and the spears were falling from above my head. So I'm watching them rain down on the bad guys. It was, it was quite an event. Um, if it wasn't like, I kind of like the PC experience more, um, at, if I'm just going to be sitting and playing for hours, but it is far more enjoyable in, in this, in, in VR. Like, uh, it, I like it more, but it, it, it's easier to play in just PC, I guess is how I would say it. Well, but either way, uh, great game. Um, you, I was like, where are my cards? And then there, <laughs> there was a part where I was like, I can't find them. I was like, I can't find them. And then as soon as you like reveal your hand, then it, they're in your hand. But you have to look mm-hmm. at your palms. So uh, it's funny because, you know, they wanted to play and I couldn't go through the tutorial. I'm sure it's all in there. Uh, but, you know, they, I had to skip past that because I was they were already waiting for me. So uh, I played my I character would... again, the sorceress. I liked her again. Go ahead. Nice. Oh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I would highly recommend going back and doing the tutorial just to kind of get the feel and know how they change uh, perspective and camera like and how to do that kind of motion you know because it is a little bit more like um no man's sky where you have to do more you know Mm -hmm. uh bobby uh one thing that i learned this time that i really realized they're just going to keep like feeding you bad guys they're just going to keep coming so it's a lot like left for dead i remember that learning that from you it's like you just got to keep moving you know yeah. and that that's how this is even though you're actively engaged you just got to keep moving so you're trying to make it from point a to point b in these maps uh you have to, it's not a very big place but you have to find the key holder there's a guy who has the key and then you have to find the door or you know you can find the door first obviously um but yeah you have to kill, kill the key holder who usually is like an elite uh, and then take that to the to the door um we kind of got fucked and i blame tag for our wipe because he's like don't worry i can teleport i have a teleport scroll just give me the key and i could teleport to the door anytime and we'll just get out of here i was like sounds great so we tried doing that but nope you can't do you can't open the door when bad guys are around so uh yeah we got royally screwed on that one Hmm. but it was a good time yeah uh, very fun. Very, very fun. And like I said last time, just intuitive. That's what I would say. Yeah. Emu is such of, a great game. Yeah. It, it, I, I've always wanted to try it out, but I'm just waiting. Nick, you need VR more than anybody else I know. <laughs> I also need a job. Oh. <laughs> I thought you got that. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm interviewing tomorrow for like essentially my last interview for that place. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, very, uh, really quick, Nick. Um, I listened to Mark Zuckerberg on Rogan today. By the way, probably his best interview ever. It sound he sounds like a human being. So that was a really really good interview. I suggest anybody can see it. But anyway, um, the new Oculus is coming out in October. So um, I'm sure that it's going to be a more reasonable price point than the. A lot uh, of people are saying, including internal sources, it's going to be like nine hundred dollars. Oh, never mind. Yeah, but still, maybe it'll be. drive down the price of Oculus too. Is that well? Mm, I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's already pretty low, but um, it'll be it's cheaper than the uh, index, and nine hundred is cheaper than the index. And 
probably going to be better than the index. It's got a two-year advancement. Yeah. I, and th- it's one of the reasons I'm like, I'm waiting. It's just like, I I don't want to be the guy that buys like some fucking VR headset. And then like one comes out next month and I'm just like, God damn it. Yeah. The, how do you think I'm yeah. feeling, dude? I just got the index and I just saw that this was uh, announced. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I exactly. I don't regret it though. Um, no. The I guess this one awesome. has face tracking. So um, the emotions hmm. that you are showing are going to show up on your characters. I know that, but that's pretty much all I know that they talked about. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty It's kind of weird. I don't like that. Then again, uh, my face is never reflecting how I feel. Though, so <laughs> I'd like value out of that. <laughs> well, Z- the old Zucky, old Zucky, what he's going for really is he's thinking that this is the future of um, meetings and um, and learning and stuff like that. Not, not really gaming. So, uh, he, you know, he, I don't know, man, people don't even put, put on their webcam in meetings. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's saying that, yeah, that's extremely flawed. Um, the, the he way wants that, it to be that because then he's going to make so much money. He wants it to yeah, be like so much yeah. sitting in a recording and day together and all this other shit. Yeah, New Facebook just, ads. Are you feeling depressed? <laughs> put this on just yeah. like right now. Feeling, like, yeah. Uh, you know, we're filling it out right now. We're eventually going to get a rapport like we kind of did with uh, Nick where we know when we're, we've been stepping on each other a little bit, but Bobby and I don't step on each other because we're here and we can see the, each other's social cues. Um, so uh, they, that's what they want to kind of do in a virtual realm. Yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting. It took me six years to stop talking over Bobby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I guess one of the things that, came out was this thing that I've been waiting for for years of my life. Um, essentially something called immortal empires came out for total war, Warhammer three. Haha. Next talking about Warhammer. Um, so this is the culmination of three games put into one. And not only that, it is the updating of a bunch of previous content as well as the, creation of a lot more new content. Um, and man, was it worth the wait? Now it's technically a beta, which is kind of weird. Cause you kind of expect like, uh, unexplained errors and things like that. What I will say about this so far is that it's extremely stable. I think I've already played 14 hours of it and I've only crashed once. Um, and I was also running Tarkov in the background. So, yeah. <laughs> Nick, That's is it, probably why you crashed. Yeah. Is it going to save your progress, Nick, when it goes out of beta? Yes. So when, so I will say beta doesn't seem like beta in a gameplay perspective. What I think is in, is in a bug perspective. Um, I think when they get it out of beta officially, they're going to release one of the new races. It's just Chaos Dwarves. Um, but... I don't think like there's going to be a huge gameplay jump from this beta to like actual live. Gotcha. And I think really they're using the moniker of beta just to kind of get away with some stuff. Yeah. Um, two kind of bugs that I've ran into is they're, they're big, but they're not big. Like they don't stop the function of the game. If you play games for achievements right now, there's a bug that some achievements don't work for beating the game as one of the newer races. All right. Like I said, if you play for achieve, if you don't play for achievements, don't worry about it. But as far as the other bug, some of the new races, their 
their like victory conditions are the same as what is considered a long victory. So one example of that is that I started this faction that I've been waiting to play for so long. I'm like 150 turns in and I'm not even halfway done with beating the game and I'm playing on normal mode. This, uh, this past two days ago, I played another faction I wanted to play. Um, but the, um, but the like victory conditions were actually set to what they were supposed to be. I beat that. I beat that campaign in seventy turns. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's um, it's interesting right now. I like it a lot. I think as far as gameplay goes, you're going to get there. But it's like there's a little bit of bugs over here and there. It's pretty awesome. Glad you're liking it, man. I'm I'm glad you're not here. But like, I waited all this time, and it's a load of shit. You know, <laughs> dude. It it's okay. Like one thing that I've noticed is. Not only the differences in factions uh, make a difference, like in how you play. It's also the leaders of each uh, faction. So, like one example is the Empire, which is like a bunch of humans. They have four legendary leaders. The game has gotten so crazy that the legendary leaders that you play completely change how you even play the game as that race. Yeah, and so there's 86 available legendary legendary lords. And I want to say with that, there's probably, I think, 68 unique mechanics in those. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's like 68 different uh, strategies you might be going up against. Yeah, and what's crazy is they, they've really adjusted the victory conditions for each race. And so it's not always just take over the world to win, you know? Yeah. It's funny because I think you have an original perspective because you're more of a single-player player, player, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. It's Glad you're liking it. Um, It is on sale right now, by the way. The first two games are 75% off, and then the final game is on sale as well. I think it's 20% off. Um, Totally worth it. If you love strategy games, this is totally worth it. Uh, Chris, you ever get into this? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Nick. Um, the first game felt so overwhelming for me. I didn't even finish one, like compared to other Total War games. You know, I played all the Total War games that that have come out, and mm-hmm. the, the scale and size of combining three of these games together into one campaign—like you must have campaigns where you never meet more than half the factions. You know, you, you like. Mm-hmm. So but what's cra- what's crazy is that there's now leaders. That bypass that. So, for example, um, there's like now game game styles and game modes to to kind of really like amplify that or bring it back down to like your scale. So, for example, I was playing the Zinch faction, and Zinch allows you to use a currency to discover other like other locations in the map, and you can meet those races by just by seeing them. Right? You technically discover them, and you can do a bunch of other shit. Um, but some of the other campaigns really just focus you down to the little continent that you're on. And that's really one of the beauty about is one of the beauties about the game is that, well, that, that is now, now has been fixed as far as scale is that some factions deal with small problems and some of them deal with big problems. Um, there's a mechanic that I haven't encountered, which is not really new, but it's now been like super redone, which is what they're calling straight up late game. 
Um, and it's like one of the races becomes insanely overpowered, even if they are losing or like about to be destroyed. And uh, it kind of changes up the game as well. So you're not just steamrolling everything. That's good. Cause that's the other problem with these games. And a lot of like the paradox grand strategy ones too, is like, uh, you really need uh, like something scripted for the end game to, yeah. to trigger or else like Stellaris had that problem when it came out too. Like you would play and play and they're like, why the fuck am I like, I'm dominating. That's not fun. I don't even want to finish, you know? That's- yeah, exactly. And what's funny about this one is there's uh so like the races that do it are like the orcs and all this other stuff. But one of the funniest ones is the dwarves and the dwarves. The story behind their end game scenario is they're so mad at everyone. They just declare a war on everything that ever lives <laughs> And like you just had like normally dwarves are pretty like they stay in their own little region, but now they're just like become expansionist hogs and they just like they spawn like ten armies. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the, I, when a game like this comes out, Nick, uh, I, I I tell myself like I wish I was uh, into it so that I can enjoy it as much as you can. You know, well, why are that, all the reviews mixed? What's going on there? So that's all reviews. That's when the game first dropped without uh, this game mode, gotcha. which like a lot of people, because the game got delayed twice, they thought the delays were because they were going to add that game mode right. essentially within the first month. Yeah. And when like now, so there's a funny Reddit post on the subreddit was that like, I'm so used to this fucking subreddit, like burning down the house and like wanting to like hang the fucking mayor. But now that Immortal Empires came out, everyone's shutting up and it having fun. Yeah. And so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Digging it, man. Cool. Um, again, <laughs> you talk about grand strategy and fucking uh, this huge game and all this stuff. And I'm going to talk about... Uh, Smashing. Basically, basically uh, what is it? Um, it's asteroids, basically. But it's asteroids. It's not your dad's asteroids. Um, <laughs> so dude the the way you control it is like you get to turn your ship left right thrusters uh to move so you, it's kind of like fumble core in a way because you're trying to like shoot things while running away from them but yeah you, you can only turn one way and it's got that old video game thing where if you go too far right you come out the left side like super basic stuff but it has modern day mechanics so um, uh, you level up, you get XP and, uh, these levels come quick. I mean, probably the first one comes in the first kill and then the next one after that, probably 30 seconds later. And then they just keep coming like probably two per minute while you're playing. And, um, you, you pick a hull, a weapon type and a shield type. And uh, there's different kinds of those. That's kind of like your archetypes. And then as you're leveling up, you can uh, put mods on those and just continually see just mod, 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 mod all the way down. And um, you can get some pretty fucking crazy shit going on. It's a, you know, it's a roguelike um, with synergies. Um, Saying... not all roguelikes are built the same. The The reason that Binding of Isaac has persisted and uh, why um, Hades has done so well is because of the synergies. Guys out there, developers, synergies. Like just getting a list of items that make you stronger uh, doesn't really 
it's not that interesting because it's just like power-ups. But if you have synergies that happen every once in a while and then just have make you have this god run and you're having so much fun because all these bad guys that beat you up for hours and hours and hours, you're getting your goddamn revenge because now I have a lightning gun or whatever the fuck it is. You need to, I know it's super hard to develop that because of all the randomness in the more you put in, the more multipliers there are and what can happen. But that's what makes it special. That's what like keeps us coming back. Cause who knows if this is the time that I get the fucking, you know, fucking rainbow lightning, super mega Zord or whatever the fuck. Um, but this game has that because it's so simple in other ways. It can get away with having all that randomness and yeah you um i've made i've played this game for maybe two three hours i've made a uh drone build where i have drones flying all around me i had a shotgun stealth build didn't do very well but i built it uh i had a ramming speed build where it was better to ram things than to shoot them um and you know and those were all just like things that I built on my way. All kinds of shit comes up. Um, oh, and then you can re-roll anytime you want. Uh, anytime you level up, you can re-roll as long as you have a re-roll uh, token or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I recommend it. Overwhelming positive, 96%. Like, how much is this? This was a gift for 15 me. bucks. How much? 15 Yeah. That doesn't seem bad. I, I, would, I would say it's worth it. Nice. Yeah. You're not paying for the graphics, although I think they're beautiful. Um and you're not playing for the playing mechanics. You're playing for the the endless possibilities. There you go. God damn. Hire me as a spokesperson. All right. <laughs> let me do my wrap up. Oh, where's the list of things? Oh, is there a list? Okay. On the radar was Moonbreaker, uh, Dune Awakening, SnowRunner. We had Movie House, which uh, Bobby was like, what's a movie house? Uh, Dead Island 2, The Ascent. Dim Day Red, uh, Lego Brick Tales, and on the highlights we had again for the third time in three weeks: Walkabout Mini Golf, uh, Ring of Pain, Demio, Total War, Warhammer. Never heard of Warhammer before. Warhammer, Immortal Empires, uh, and Nova Drift. That was the last one that I just talked about. Let's do some listener questions. Hey, All yeah. right. Well, we've got a few listener questions here. First one coming from Cricket Soldier. What has everyone been playing as their daily game? That's a really good question. I like we never get asked that. Uh, right, right now for me, it's Tarkov. Um, only because there's like a, there's daily mechanics now, um, and so yeah, like I'll, I'll probably pop in for like ten fifteen minutes um, at least just to kind of check on shit. Like dailies. Yeah, there's dailies, and then there's like the little like sim house where you can like mine Bitcoin and make stuff and send people to go find shit. So, yeah. All right. Um, I uh, I want to say it's God of War, but I haven't played it in like two weeks. Um, it's supposed to be God of War. I'll say that. Uh, besides that, I haven't had a lot of time. Hmm. Um, I talked about wow i think last week or maybe it was two weeks ago so i've continued to play that but i hit the level cap new expansions coming out in a couple months there's no point in grinding gear so i've just been popping in and doing the daily pet quests because you know i like that but um yeah question bobby how long like it's hard to say but how many hours does it take to level cap these days i don't know 
from zero to 60 or eventually zero to 70. I mean, to get the 10 levels, it didn't take, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all. 10 levels? What do you mean 10? Isn't it 70 levels? Well, I started my character at 50. So I had to- Did you uh, pay for that? Uh, no, no, just cause they did the squish. So my character used to be in uh, BFA. It was the, the highest level, but then Shadowlands came out and they did a character squish. Oh. So now the level cap is 60. So, you know, I was like what, 120. And then technically the next expansion would have made it 130 is the level cap, right. but then they squished it. So I was, uh, yeah, I had to level up 10 levels and I hate leveling, but, um, Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, when I talked about it, I was like, I was talking about how I was going to play Wrath of the Lich King on classic servers, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be You're starting to get that. burnt out? Yeah, there's just too much going on. Right also now. your workload, yeah. Yeah, my workload, and I started school as well. I'm taking a class this semester. It's just like, I, I don't think I'm realistically going to be able to do it. Listen, man, if you need to come in here and just talk about your classes, I mean, I don't want you to do it, but you can do <laughs> it. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Daisy, for now, what do you play on a daisy b- daily basis? Uh, I've been trying to play v- something of VR, like either Beat Saber or Cybrid or like Walkabout VR, but just some something quick and kind of easy um, for VR. Yeah, that's, least that's, a, that's a good answer. Yeah. It's some good cardio. It's very hard for me to like I like the whole Luna thing. It's it's hard for me to like black out my vision you know i got a two-year-old running around and it's uh, bye guys i'm just gonna check out for a little while so i the time that i do get to play vr is very special i wish i could play every day Hmm. all right next question well instead of a child you know just get cats because then when you kick them it's not as bad right Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just joking and and easier on the toe the kid kid. softer to kick yeah (laughs) All right, next question from Zap. Cult of the Lamb has a lot of late-game bugs that killed my desire to finish it. Devs say patches will come this year to fix the issues, but I feel like I've moved on. Um, How often do you come back to a game that's broken at release? Very rare for me. Um, It has to be something like Total War that gets me back. Um, Like It has to be something that I'm already hopeful for and that I know what's going to happen. Unless it's something as big as like when No Man's Sky did a remake, I mean like redo- redoing, um, yeah, like I, I really, I'm a big first impressions guy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's pretty rare for me to even go back to a game, period. Unless it's a, a an ongoing competitive type game that, you know, like TF2 that I always hop back into. But um, I I don't think I ever go back unless there's like, something happened you know and people are just like oh we're all playing this now yeah. like uh like hey evolve servers are back up so everyone's playing that and i i don't even know if i'd go back to that one because i just really didn't <laughs> that game but there was another game that was like super broken at release and then way later like years down the line it, it, maybe it was no man's, no sky. man's sky like yeah maybe said. there's another one i'm thinking of uh yeah there was a uh, rainbow six siege i think it was another one that had a resurgence can't think of any. I don't know. I feel like that was pretty good at launch and just kept pretty consistent. Hmm. But yeah, there's been other ones out there that people have just rediscovered after like way later after a lot of things were fixed. uh, With Fallout 76, that people are like that. I'm not convinced, but I'm not convinced either. Another one. 
Yeah, dude. Um, I, I, I've heard people are like, dude, it's, it's reviving. I'm like, dude, you're just living a fever dream. Like, come out of it and come play some Tarkov. Sit down by the fire. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I mean. Like, that's working for them, though. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, it was a shit launch, and then, like, they rediscovered it later. Like, I think that that's another kind of decently big one. But I, think I don't know. Lot- Cyberpunk 2077 is another one that I've heard as well. Absolutely. I was about to bring that up. And it that's is- mine. Yeah. I think I think I am gonna like when Leslie has her girls' day or whatever, like whenever she goes to hang out like with friends, I think I'm gonna play Cyberpunk again. <laughs> I really want to. Instead, Dude, instead of hanging out with friends, I'm gonna stay alone and connect into the cyber world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any friends. <laughs> I saw this post the other day. It's like the third highest single player game on Steam now. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really fucking come around. Um, oh, I guess I will have to try that. Then. Yeah, um, but no, I generally don't go back to previously broken games. What I do do, and what I have done throughout the years, is like I'll play a game in early access, and I'll be like, "There's potential here. I'm gonna wait till actual day one release, and then see how it is." Like right now, uh, there's a game called Anvil. I really liked it. Uh, in early access and I'm waiting for its full release uh, although I think it's already happened and it might still be shitty unfortunately but I, I liked what they had there but anyway yeah I, I keep them in the back of my mind these um, these have potential but not fully realized yet games hmm. alright next question from Dirty Harry 2070 have you ever rage quit the game you have been playing if so what game and why <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, um, when I first, first, first started playing Tarkov, like five years ago, four years ago, um, there's like a big kind of sense of what is called gear fear, where it's like, oh, dude, I, I, I finally got this shit. Like, I, 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 like, I got this gun that I've always wanted to get. I got this armor or whatever, and then you die, and then you realize you just lost what you worked for. Um, I, I used to have that really bad, and one day, dude, I just. I got killed by what seemed to be like a hacker. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to play this for a while. And I didn't play it for like seven months, eight months. That's how bad I raged. I usually don't rage at games at all either. Nick, good story. But Nick, your uh, Tarkov can't be the answer for every every uh, question. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be me and Biden of Isaac. I'd be like, well, Biden of Isaac. Oh, and for me, it would be Ark. That's I don't normally rage quit off of stuff, but but when Ark, I do, <laughs> when I do, it's because of Ark. <laughs> so yeah, dude. It'll typically, man. yeah, it'll typically be like you've spent hours building something. It's perfect. It's symmetrical. Like Martha Stewart would be proud. And then like one little thing will just like fuck it all up. Or like you're, you know what I mean? Like especially if you're playing PvP. Because then it'll be like, oh, you yeah. spent hours working on this, leveled the whole thing like by a T Rex, and you're just like, Nip. have Have you ever had Have you ever had that feeling uh, like when you work for something so hard, and then like you're playing with other people, and they fuck it up for you to the point where you're just like, yeah, I never want to play video games again. You fucking piece of shit human being. <laughs> that has happened to me so many times in Ark, dude. That's like, happened refuse, to me too, dude. I refuse to play any survival game with this. With this buddy I have, his name's Chris. I refuse to play any survival game because he always is the motherfucker. Like, all right, Chris, 
we need a hundred logs to build this temple. Don't use any logs. We're all logging off. You should log off too. We log we log back on. Five logs left after thirty eight. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, dude. Yep. Every fucking time. Yeah, it would, dude, it would be like that in the, the last group that I would play in. Me and this one buddy would put in all these hours into making this amazing base for like six people. Sit there and do the whole like goddamn home thing of creating entire, like, I had like fields of dire wolves because I was just like, I want to make them breed into beautiful colors. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have this entire like army and beautiful thing. And then we'd have one guy that would always log on that would just go through. And all he wanted was all the guns and all the ammo. And he'd take all the resources just to turn them into ammo. And then he would just go shooting and die almost right away. And it was like, fuck you. (laughs) Dude, Ark is one of those things where people play in so many different ways. You're like, and there's so many different aspects of that game. You're like, I'm farming bears this time, motherfucker. And then, like, the next server, you're like, I'm hunting the biggest dinosaurs I ever get in my life. Or you're and like, just... I'm going to get stoned and go flying around on a dragon and just look at things all day long. <laughs> it is such a diverse game. Nick and I didn't can't know wait for that the that second was an option until out. right now. Nick's like, what? Oh, yeah, I guess you can't. He didn't know that that was an option until right now. He's like, yeah. I guess you oh, could do that. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You telling me you don't have to breathe fire on everything when you're on a dragon? You you can just fly? No, I like the wyverns as well because they're faster and you can kind of get into crev- crevasses and stuff with them, which is even which is even better. You know? Yeah, I think I've put in almost a hundred hours in that game just being stoned and flying around. <laughs> Like, that's it. That's all I wanted was to see some pretty shit. I've seen her stream. Yeah, it's pretty uh, neat. She streams no, neat. no Man's Sky and she'll be like, um, I'm just looking for purple planets right now. And she'll just fly it around and not, not even like land unless it's purple. And then if it's purple, she'll land and see, ooh, this is neat. <laughs> <That's just> <laughs> <like> <laughs> Let's see why this pur- planet's purple. Ah, I see it's purple dirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, with with it. No Man's Sky, it was easy because I had a buddy, SoCom and Clown Lotion Man. They found like hacks, and then we just became like massive millionaires. So I was just like, I don't give a fuck about resources. I'm gonna just fly around, which is a really spoiled way to play that game. But yeah, people fighting for their <laughs> fucking lives, and you're like. I'm looking at planets. So wait, you're like I'm on my S class, uh, you know, spaceship, and I'm just looking for something blue. <laughs> you became so you got really rich, and then just spent all your time being high. All right, it yeah. seems like real, real life. <laughs> yeah, somebody, so somebody just started playing the game. <laughs> See that right there? That's old money right there. <laughs> it's old money, exactly. I'm like yeah. the rich kid's daughter that just blows it all partying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a, no man's guy. As far as the question for me, uh, I'm a pretty even killed person. I don't even know the last time that I've ever like rage, even in real life. Like I don't, I don't really get pissed off at anything. So uh, I, what do does make me uh, like quit a game is just if it's a really bad game and it's frustrating me and I'm not getting whatever whatever they're spitting, I'm not swallowing, and I'll just be like, okay, that's enough of this. For sure, I don't have time to not play something that's like at least functional. You know, what I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't have much tolerance for things that aren't working. Yeah, yeah, I don't really rage quit. Uh, it's unless I, I don't know. 
I mean, I'm sure I I probably got pretty upset like way back in the day when I cared too much about some games like Hots. But uh, I usually, unless I get into a game and it's just full of hackers, and then I'm just like, this is pointless. Like, I'm not going to play this. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't even call it rage quitting. I'm just, I bow out gracefully and I'm like, nope. Yeah. But, all right. Next question from Dirty Harry, 2070. Is there a title you always go back to? A game that comforts you, even though you, uh, even though you know it very well. TF2. TF2. Yeah, that's definitely uh, on the playlist. That one always comes back. Even Left for Dead. I, I don't know. Maybe that'll change with Back for Blood. But that's I. I still load that game up like every year or every couple of years. I played DRG last night. Just like. Um... I know it's not, it's an active game and all that, but I haven't played DRG in forever. Maybe after 700 hours, I'm finally over it. (laughs) We played and I thought, I was like, oh, we're going on a regular mining mission. Nobody worry. Like I know how to do this. And then we ran into this fucking, we had to hack this thing. And then we had to put the little routers all the way down, the little mm-hmm. Wi-Fi nodes all the way down. I had no idea what we were doing. We we didn't make yeah. it. They got a lot of new mission types. That one can be pretty tough. The final boss in that one is actually pretty tough. Well, what fucked us, dude, is because I'm I was the most experienced, so I'm calling shots. And I told Gummy, Gummy, fill up that tunnel that we just came up with with platforms. And you know, so the because we're having a double wave or whatever, and so all the bad guys it'll slow them down. But it cut our Wi-Fi signal. Because the oh yeah broke the connection and I had no idea. God, maybe I'll play DRG this week. I haven't (laughs) played that game in so long. We burned through all our resources and we died on the vine. You didn't make it to the final boss. The final boss is tough on that. People were like, "This is too hard." When it first came out, and the developers were just like, "Supposed to be deal with it." And eventually, like now, it's not too bad. Like everyone knows how to do it. But yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's the show, folks. Oh, wait. Did everyone ask uh, answer this? Title you always no. go back to? No. Uh, for me, a title that I'll always go back to, I'm a sucker for it. Every time they release a new fucking Call of Duty, I love it. <laughs> Don't care. I, uh, and Elder Scrolls, I do plan no? on getting the new one. And Elder Scrolls. Yep, that yeah. was the other one. Yep, Elder Scrolls Online. Or just Elder Scrolls in general. Yeah. Uh, for me, Total War and, um, what's it called? Uh, Mountain Blade. Yeah. I've been, Mountain Blade's one of those games that I boot up at least, like, twice a month. Yeah. Chris, what's yours? Just curious. Uh, yeah, we get really high and we play Civilization, even though we've done, whatever, 2,000 hours or something stupid. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just always a good time, Civ even though there's five? newer games. Yeah, which Civ? Civ Five, yeah. Okay, I mean the best one. It's perfect blend of uh, simplicity, you know. Do you have, the new one? So many mechanics. Do you have a friend that uh, usually wins? Uh, no. So it's it's even like who knows who's going to win every time. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's never set in stone. Someone can have like a ridiculous. I don't, it, a lot of RNG in that game. So yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that's an episode, guys. I had a yep. good time. What about you? It was, yeah, it was right. nice. Yeah. Could be. Because sh- I'm shit-faced, so that could be part of it. All right. Well, what's everyone playing next week? <laughs> God of War, but not really, I guess, because I keep saying it, but it's not happening. Ascent for me, uh, and then probably some more VR stuff, or at least I hope so. I hope my internet isn't a lost cause here. Um, this is what's known... 
like the end of August, the start of September, what is known as like the dry season before the um, storm that is the holiday season for game releases. Um, I'll probably be playing Total War and trying to get back into Cyberpunk. Just remember uh, when when cool things happen in that game, right? Uh, write it down or make a memo so that they can bring that story to us. Like kissing your daughter, but really kissing a penis in VR. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so a week or two ago, the lotion reached out to me about playing some sea of thieves and he's in Korea right now. So the times are a little flipped and, it, and the scheduling's difficult. I really want to make that happen, but I don't know if that's something I'm going to come on the podcast and talk about like, Hey, see a thieves again, you know, yeah. they did have a pretty big update, but I mean, it's not even worth covering. I talked about what it was a, a while back when it was announced, but just like I told Nick, like something fun yeah if there's a story or something there. interesting happens. but that's a great game for stories to be told or for things to happen it's a nice sandbox for that to happen yeah but i'm, I'm sure i'll play something else you know i try to bring something new to the table every week yes sir um nick you want to sign us out <laughs> just gonna put you on the spot man we talked about a lot of cool shit today it was really neat speaking for bobby amanda <laughs> sniper and Emilio. Cool shit titties. Forgot about Bobby. That's it, Bobby. I don't think so. I, mean, I thought I said him second. I mean, I'm shit-faced, like I said, so I don't know. I uh, actually love the Bobby. Uh, everybody, donate him games so he has to play them. Yeah. Doesn't matter how cheap it is. Yes. Just buy him all the games. Bye, everybody.